RadioInfluence.com. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to another edition of The Rock Stops Here. Okay, a lot of good stories I have for you today. We've also got a really good guest, good dude, the only man that has ever played in the Super Bowl, in the Grey Cup, which is the CFL championship game, the World League's championship game. He also played in the old XFL for a Las Vegas team when it was run by Vince McMahon the first time around. He now trains... Pro athletes, high school athletes, college athletes, and more specifically guys that are going to the NFL Combine. And because it is NFL Draft Weekend, the one, the only, the former player, now trainer to the stars, the man, Yo Murphy, joins me on the Rock Stops here. Now, I got a couple of stories that I'm going to hit you on the back end. Big Vita Vea who is a defensive tackle and is a man beast. He is so huge when you get up close to him in person with the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers almost tripped on my mic stand. Thank God I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I'll tell you about that story. Can you imagine if a player of his stature coming back after winning the Super Bowl gets injured by me? Idiotic me? <laughs> so I got that for you. Also, I got the second vaccine shot, the Moderna. My advice to you is do not do what I did. It was one of those spur of the moment moments and I got it caught up in it. And it's exactly what you shouldn't do after specifically getting your second vaccine shot. What an idiot I am, but I had a great, 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 great time. Also, who is the most popular sports talk show host in America right now? He's got to be up there. I put him at number one right now with guys, my age or guys that are younger. That would be Pat McAfee, the former Indianapolis Colt kicker, was a punter, used to be a punter, uh... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm just honored. I'm just honored. I'll tell you about that. So instead of my stories now, if you're tuning in to hear about playing in the Super Bowl, playing in the CFL, playing over in Scotland, just making it to the NFL, but also now training guys. And he also has some great advice. This is coming from a man that's getting paid a lot of money by a lot of people to train him, them. And he's got some advice for young kids out there. If you're a parent that has young kids, if you're an uncle, if you're a a grandpa and you got grandkids and they're playing sports and maybe, maybe, maybe the, the goal down the road is to get, you know, maybe get a college scholarship. You know what I mean? Yeah. The pros, it's so hard to make it, but whatever, if that's your dream, he has got some great advice. So without further ado at the Yo Murphy Performance Center, in Florida, the one, the only, here we go, Yo Murphy. All right, Yo, uh, you are trainer, I don't, you know, how do you, trainer to the stars, <laughs> trainer to NFL hopefuls, trainer to NFL players, Major League Baseball players, you got it. It's been several years, and are you now at the point, Yo Murphy performance, that they just come to you and find you, Yo? Um, man, I wish it was that easy. Uh, you know, we, we work really hard, um, at training. We also work really hard at recruiting. Um, we feel that we have a really good product. Um, but you know, you know, with social media and and so many avenues, um, you have to give people, um, an opportunity to see the story. And so there's a lot of competition in this field. And, and so every day we work, you know, to get the best of the best and then, you know, train them as hard as we can. Now, l- l- let me, d- let me, let me do a little bit of the background, man. And story, story, if any story that comes up when I'm asking you a question, please feel free. I know you were a superstar at Idaho, yeah. did not get drafted and then went to the CFL, the B it was BC, right? Is yeah. that where you yes, started sir. at that point? How good you did, but again, it was at Idaho. Was it 
man, I didn't get drafted. Uh, I guess I'll just go up there. Or, no, I know I'm good. And or, that's where I got to go to get to the NFL. What was your mindset at that time, yo? Well, you hit it right on the head, Rock. My dad always told me, you know, make sure that you're you're present where you're at and you give everything you got, you know, in that moment. And, and my only opportunity to continue to play football was the CFL. So that was my best opportunity, you know. And so I took it as that. Um, no matter what, I'm going to go up here and, and, and be good. I'm going to be a good player in the CFL. I want to get to the NFL. I don't know if that'll happen, but I damn sure know I'm going to be good here. Um, and so I went up there. I worked as hard as I possibly could. Um, you know, I, CFL was hard to make the team because at my spot was a Canadian spot, you know. Um, and so they only took a certain amount of Americans on the whole team. And at this spot, they really didn't mess with many Americans. So um, I went up there and I, I, I felt that I played really good and got an opportunity to continue to play and, and you know, continue my journey. You know what I found over the years? I would see guys that didn't make it to the NFL, they were you know, still able to play, and I'd say, like, why don't you go to the CFL? And they're from here. They're like, oh, that's Canada. Nah, it's too cold. Yeah. Nah, maybe they'll even try Arena. Now, nothing. Arena was a niche. It was great for what it was. That was still the big field. But did you have any reservations at all going to Canada, a new country, little bit of a different with the rules in the outdoor field? No? you were, Not at all. I mean, it was Because some guys don't like, you know? Yeah. But, you know, you rock. If I'm a basketball player, I can go to a gym and, you know, get with some other high-level players and play basketball all day long. If I'm a football player, I'm not, you know, one-on-ones and running around on the field isn't football, you know. And so if I wanted to play football, this is my option, you know. And and I got up there and I fell in love with it, to be honest with you. Um, I love the CFL game. It was one-on-one. They threw the ball all the time. Like, if you're a receiver or quarterback, how can you not love that game? Um, NFL is what we know. It's the best of the best. So if you're a competitor, you want to try your hand at it, you know, and, and that was it. I, I, I loved playing in the CFL. I did. The NFL was the best of the best. So of course I wanted to get there, you know, and, and that's what I looked at it as. Um, I wouldn't have felt that I was a failure if I never got a shot in the NFL, I would have been disappointed and said, what if, um, but getting a shot, um, just completed this circle, you know? Now you also played overseas, the world league, which turned out to be the NFL Europe. I think you were even an MVP. Yeah. What was that experience like both going over to Europe and playing in that? Well, I think, so I had an agent at the time that the CFL, BC Lions offered me another contract and I, I played well for him. I was just turned 24 and, um, He's like, man, let's take this three-year deal. You know, you'd be 27, then we'll really be able to hit it. And, and I said, I want to play in the NFL. You know, I, I, I want that opportunity, and I think the opportunity is now. Um, he disagreed with that, so we parted ways. And I had another guy that told me, let's get over to the World League. You play well over there. You know, might be two years, but go in there and show them, and you'll get a shot. And so um, I didn't take the contract with BC, went over to World League, just – because like I said, I wanted to have an opportunity to get on the field with the best players ever. Um, and I fell in love with the world league because I think I, I approached it in a way to say, um, this is my opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it was, it was a opportunity and a step I had to take to get in the NFL. So I embraced it as that. And, and I, I really was all in and loved it. You know, had a great team. We won the World Bowl. I was MVP. You know, things just kind of stacked up more than what I needed. But, you know, it was great to have. Uh, Living over there? Was it a was it a was it a culture shock a little bit? Oh, a a, a big bit. I was in Scotland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're in a hotel in Glasgow and it was the oldest, oldest hotel in the country. And they didn't have a floor that they closed because they said it was haunted. Um, I never went up there with my teammates, <laughs> but they all went up there. Um, but I mean, it was first day for breakfast. We came down for breakfast and we had uh, baked beans and chitlins and um, not chitlins, haggis. And oh, that's uh, what they call it? Yeah. And I, uh, I might not eat. I didn't eat for a week until oh. they, they changed. Oh. They changed. We had an American chef and then they changed it up. But I was oh. like. I mean, it was, it was a cold shock, but when I say, um, 
we all went over there with a little bit different mindset because I was a guy, CFL, trying to make an NFL. There was a guy like a Sean LaChapelle that Kansas City put on loan that they had all these different, you know, ideas about. Um, so we had some guys that kind of had an NFL attitude, even though they, they weren't NFL guys, but, right. you know, kind of portrayed it to us. And then we had some guys who were just like, man, I just want to play. Then we had the Scottish guys that were just in awe of every, every step anybody took. And so it ended up towards the end of the year, we really formed as a team. Um, and that's why I feel we won. But early it was just, we were just so many different personalities and everybody was kind of out for themselves in a way, because it was like, this is just a dress rehearsal. You know, I see. once we realized what team's about and, and really formed and, and, and had love for each other, uh, it was a great experience. You got, you know, just listening to you and anybody that's listening to this, the mindset is so big. There's a lot of guys, the mindset is big. You it's also everything. played for Las Vegas in the old XFL. XFL yeah. What was that experience <laughs> like? Yo, now, you could be honest. What no, no, that was a zoo now. So I enjoyed, so my head coach that I had in Scotland was head coach for Las Vegas. So I was actually with the Bucks at the time. Um, just finished the season. Uh-huh. They wanted to send me back to NFL Europe. I said, I'm not, I'm not going back. They said, we want you to play, have a chance to play some receiver, whatever. We want you to go back. So I'm not going back. So they're like, all right, we're not going to offer you a contract. Okay, fine. So my agent called me, said, look, go with Coach Kreiner. About six weeks left in the season in Vegas. Go there and play. Enjoy it. Let's just show people what you can do. Get, get as much film as we possibly can. Right. Um, I, I, I was in shock of the – it was so much about entertainment. Now, once a ball snapped, it's football. You, right, you know, right, you protect right. yourself. You try to hit people. Right. Um, before that, I mean, you know, it was it was WWE. You know, it was just entertainment in the crowd. We had some risque cheerleaders. I'm not sure what <laughs> their <laughs> profession fine. was. This is a podcast, too. You can say anything. Um, it was a uh, rock. It was a zoo. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very fun, but yeah. it was, I mean, you know, there's, and Vegas probably isn't the best place for, you know, now they have the team there, but right, a lot right, of young right. guys with a lot of time, you know, the NFL is going to keep them a little bit more. Yeah. But we had guys that would leave practice and go straight to the casino and come back in the same clothes. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It was, it was like those old school shows you see where guys get there you know, a minute before you start, throw your cleats on, don't even have tape on, walk out to the field and, oh and get it in. Oh my God. It was, it was, it was an experience. Um, it, it, cause I was so, still so serious about continuing my path in the NFL. Cause I, I was right. one year with the Bucks. Right. Then I was practice roster. Yep. Then they wanted to send me back. And so I wasn't done. You know, I was still a young man and I was like, okay, I need to play well. I need to take care of my body. And that wasn't really the focus there. It was winning. But it was like, let's just gunsling it, you know? Um, and then, but what it did do is it gave me a great opportunity because um, right after that, I went to uh, St. Louis right. because of a film that I they had from there. See that? Yeah. Was yep. that what, in, in the Super Bowl? Yeah. I went to the Super Bowl with yep. the Rams. Yeah. What an experience. Yeah. I think you're the it's only incredible. guy that's ever, you know, yeah. suited up in all the leagues and also Super Bowl and, and the world yeah. and, and Canada. In Canada. Yeah. The only guy. Yeah. Okay. So, and then at the end, did you not go back to the CFL? Yes. And true? Yep. Yep. And still trying to, still trying to get back to the NFL? <laughs> no, or, no, no. So when no? I went back after St. Louis, I was done. You know, I, um, so I went back. I had just turned 32. And so I went up, signed a contract. And I just really wanted to finish up, you know, have it and just enjoy my rest oh, okay. of my, okay. my time. Um, so I signed a really good deal with a, a guy that was there. A general manager was there when I was up there early at BC. He was a general manager in BC. So he was in a team and he goes, look, be honest with you. Um, we know you won't be the best receiver in the, in the room, but you'll be the best for the room. So he wanted just kind of some veteran presence. Um, and, I kind of surprised him that year and even myself because I played really well. Um, body felt great, played really well. I started having a downswing after that and I had a three-year deal with them and knew I was retiring after and it just worked out great. I, I My last game, we won the championship in the CFL and my body was done, you know, and and so I it was, it was perfect for me, you know. Um, I think 
my goal was um, it was a dream to play in the NFL. I turned it into a goal because I understood that it was just, it was honestly just about being focused on something and taking the steps to get there. Um, and then, you know, um, I loved every moment of it. You know, I loved bus rides in Canada. I loved, um, you know, bus rides in Scotland. You know, I mean, I, I, I really embraced, um, uh, you know, maybe what some of you people would consider the lower level of professional sports, um, to being walking out of the tunnel for the Super Bowl, catching the first kick. It all was the same to me, you know? Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 So what you're doing now, and it's been several years to even get to this point, Yo Murphy performance, rehab, research, finest technology, all that you have learned. Like I said, I know that the Heisman Trophy winner has been here. I see some Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. I've seen it. I know there's been a great Major League Baseball players. What is it? What is it? Why do you think that so many superstars come here to even get better? Besides the young guys, what do you think it is, yo? You know what, Rock? I, I feel that I feel that in life, um, people want to follow experience. You know, I feel like we all we all want discipline. We all want structure. We all want a path. You know, and and that's what I focus on providing. Like understanding the intent has. to to be before the work like we have to know our why before we even think of our what you know and get that into people's heads like uh, rock i don't even like working out i don't i don't i don't want to squat i don't want to run i don't want to do all these things however i know that i have to do that for my why you know what i mean i i have to do that because my why is so strong it's going to drive me. And we, we talk to these guys. I don't care if it's a, you know, Devonte Smith or Ali Marpet and make sure that we're in line with their why, you know, when, when I know that now I understand how I have to push, pull you, how I have to motivate you. What, what are the reasons that, that you're in your sport? You know, what are the reasons? Is it, is it, is it for your family? Is it, is it, is it for your mom? Is it for myself? You know what I mean? And, 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 and I, I, I think that by getting a foundational um, uh, vision, same way. So I think like us looking at this the same way and, and us collaborating, you can turn good to great. I know? see. Oh, uh, so it's got to be on both sides. I got, never even a, thought about it's gotta that. It's got to be. It's got to be. You know, you must be a proud guy on NFL draft day. Is that your big day where you just party and sit back and like, wow, I trained yeah, him. Look at him. Yeah. Look at him. Look at him. Are you a proud, almost a proud papa? You're too, too young to be a papa, but are you a proud papa for some of these guys when they make it or even to Rock. the show in baseball? So, so excited. So excited. You know, like listen to this. So, so this year I, I, I don't, you know, I don't believe in jinxes. I believe you put it in the air and, and, and you put it in the air, put it on paper. It's going to happen. We, we had 16 guys this year, okay? Um, this is for the NFL, NFL combine. combine. Gotcha. 16 guys. I truly believe, Rock, out of our 16 guys, we're going to get at least at least 12 guys are going to get drafted. I believe all 16 are going to be on teams. Beautiful. Now, for me, that's unheard. We've, we've never had that, ever. I, like, the most I've had drafted out of a class, and I've had good years, is, is eight. But that class had 27 guys. So... If, if, if we could hit this number and the kids that I had this year rocking this crazy time with so much, you know, change happening and change needed, I had kids that I am so proud and inspired that are going off to, to, to have an opportunity to raise their platform because I know each and one of these kids is going to pay it for, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel that they're going to be a strong, Maybe not even vocal, but a strong part of a of a of a really good solid community wherever they're at. They're just good kids, you know. All that you have learned for the everyday for for any fathers, mothers, grandparents, uncles that have kids that are in sports. I'm not talking about the elite yet. Maybe high school level yeah. and down. What advice would you give? If just kids that are in sports, if parents are listening now, what advice do you have, yo? I have two things that I would tell parents is 
Let your kid play multiple sports. Let your kid play multiple sports. Um, and, and make sure that your son or daughter understands the time needed in that sport to continue to improve, not, not to get in the NFL, not, you know, D one, but if, if I want to improve, I have to put time in, you know, and I think when you can do that, play multiple sports, put time in getting better, you can achieve whatever you want. And we take sport into the classroom, right? Sport into business. And those things, it, 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 it has to go. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to understand that there's a process behind everything. I have to understand I have to be able to multitask. I think multiple sports are multitasking the body. You know, like I'm going to have different movements in football compared to basketball or baseball. But baseball movements, rotational power is going to help me as a football player and change a direction. You know, and so it's like I, I, a dad told me he wanted his son to get quicker. I go, does he have an older brother? And he said, yeah, I go, go tell him to go out back and play tag. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's awesome. Run and follow his brother around. He's trying to train. He wants me to train his son at, at, at six years old. I'm like, sir, you don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? That's like, great. And, and so I think, you know, when I grew up, um, it was it was simple stuff we did that that showed me athleticism. So I, I grew up, I moved from California. Yep. We moved to Idaho. Yep. I, I was, you know, I'm 12, 13, running with guys and just killing them, doing all kinds of stuff. And I'm, you know, I mean, feel like I'm this crazy great athlete. My parents are from Fort Valley, Georgia and Augusta, Georgia. So every summer we'd go spend a month down there. So I'm down there with those guys like, geez, we're playing, you know, tag and, you know, uh, you know, uh, throw catch. I can't even remember the names of them and catch it, run. And, you know, they try to tackle you and I'm just getting mowed. I'm getting, you know, guys are running me down, tackle me, knock me hard. I told my dad, I walked in the house and said, I got to get better, you know, cause you, 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 I feel you improve through organic competition. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's yourself or it's, you know, a guy down the street. Right. And, I didn't take it. I wasn't mad at those guys. I was like, man, I'm thinking I'm great because I'm going against, you know, a certain group. And it just helped me. I got, I got so much better just understanding there's a lot better out there. You know? I, I love that because I've said it over years. Like, I wish they would play other sports. And some can get burned out the same sport. They're 12 years old, year-round. And I had one shoulder surgery, and I went on to Coco Eaton. And I saw – I too, because I pitched all the way to 50 in these local leagues. And uh, he even said to me, what, what, what are you doing? Satchel Page had to retire. You can throw to your kid. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah. But I saw the second year – like, I had it at 44, and then I had it at 50. I was still throwing 18 over. And I saw a lot more kids – kids orthopedic in the waiting room and he goes i said can i do a story he goes no no no. this is the majority of my business because the kids are playing one sport they're platelets they haven't developed and you got to use different movements right and different right mentally and everything all right give us your social media and how your website and everything how to follow you yo okay my instagram is uh yo.murph um the website is yomurphy.com um, we have a couple of facilities now. We have a facility in Wesley Chapel, um, the West Chase location. Um, reach out to us. We're opening up. We have some big, huge summer plans for kids. Wesley Chapel, I think we have right now on the docket like six different camps, skill and performance. Um, so, you know, reach out. We're really trying to get, not trying, but we're really going to do some impactful stuff in the community. Um, I'm waiting just on the, the finish up of a 5013C that's going to be have to do with a lot of the um, professional athletes I, I trained, played with. Um, I really, am, you know, one thing you said, Rock, is it took a lot of time to get here. And I think my goal in it, besides um, to provide for my family, is to have a platform high enough that when we come together, we can really do some things in the community, awesome. you know? And so we're there now. I have a lot of guys who've been reaching out to me saying that they heard, um, some NFL guys heard you're doing this and that. I want to be a part of it. So, um, you know, I'd love to talk to you soon about it. Once we get that rolling and, and, and just keep paying it for yo Murphy. He is the best in the business. Thank you. Yo. Thanks rock. I appreciate it. And my thank you to yo. Do you know who he was training? 
the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith out of Alabama. They will, they will fly from all over the world to come to train under Yo Murphy's uh, tutelage. Riddell Anthony, who was a Florida Gator wide receiver and in the NFL, uh, also works with him. Uh, he just knows what he's doing. But Devontae Smith came and trained for this, uh, for the upcoming, for the draft. And you know, the Devontae Smith checked in at 166 pounds. That is small. Do you know he, I didn't realize this. All right, he won the Heisman Trophy. Do you know he's the first wide receiver to win the Heisman Trophy since Desmond Howard and Desmond Howard won it in 1991. 1991? Desmond, that long ago? Damn. But, you know, he's a, he's a stud, man. But it also, you get you know, when you're only 166 pounds, that kind of limits you on the game plan. Like, you got to be in the slot. It's going to be hard to get off of press coverage. Some stuff you're not going to be able to do in the NFL that you were able to do in college. But he was he's so good. Look at Deshaun Jackson is a speedster. I'm not a big Deshaun Jackson fan. I'm really not. But I've stood next to him, and he if he is 170 pounds, man, 172, 175, and really you can't expect him, Devontae Smith, to put on a lot of weight. But anyway, he trained under Yo Murphy. All right, a couple of things. With the NFL draft, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that they're moving it around. Now, I've been fortunate enough to cover a couple of NFL drafts in person. A couple of years ago when it was either Mariota, Marcus Mariota, or Jameis Winston, it was in Chicago, and we were there. I was there with uh, Randy, my camera guy. I don't know if it was Jason with us too. But anyway, and I know the head guy got mad when he saw that, you know, Jameis Winston, the Buccaneers were going to pick, they picked number one, they picked Jameis. And Jameis elected to stay in Alabama with his family and not go to Chicago. We already knew that. But it was all the stories that I did during the week and I broke it. I had my source. I was there and found out the Bucks were taking. I knew it the day before because it was back and forth. Will it be Mariota? Will it be Jameis? And it was Jameis. And I, and I broke it. But I remember the head guy was not happy because I shouldn't have. You know, we did a big special and I'm, you know... <laughs> Why was I in Chicago? Blah, blah, blah. But I'll tell you what, it's a really cool experience because behind the curtain, behind the scenes, to see some of the these kids, it's their dreams are realized. Like since they've been playing Pop Warner football, you know, and here you are, you're, it's life-changing. You're going to make millions and millions. Your family members are around. And I remember just walking through this, like it was in an old, like, a school that was reconverted in da- in downtown Chicago. And I would just be in this back room and, and seeing, seeing these families and their whole lives are changing. You know, the, 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 the mom, they're going to get homes built for them and their kids are going to play in the NFL. These are all the first rounders, you know, first rounders, maybe a second rounder, but it's a really, really neat experience. And, you know, last year they did the total virtual and now this year, you know, Goodell is able to give the hugs and all that jazz. But anyway, with the NFL draft, I figured I would do a, a podcast centered on that. All right, here's a story. So I'm over at Yo Murphy's Performance Center. Now, I don't know how you guys do it, but I type in an address. If you're going somewhere where you've never been before, you type in the address. I'm on my maps. Boom, boom, fastest route. Boom, go. At the end of this stop sign, take a right. At the next light, you will turn left. You know, and and it usually gets you right on there. Well, Yo gave me his address, and it's different from a previous place where he used to train. And I typed it in, and I left off one number. Like it's supposed to be, you know, one, three, 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 five. And I just typed in, you know, one, three, 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 five, boom, the street, boom, location, boom. And I'm driving and I'm driving and I'm driving. I'm like, damn, is it around here? Dang. And to make a long story short, I was one number off and I went like miles on a road out of my way. And then I had to type and, and I usually, now as I've gotten older, I don't know if you guys are the same way, 
I give myself plenty of time. I don't like to be stressed and, and cutting it close. My wife still will cut it close. She'll still go out on her run. She knows I got 20 minutes to get here. And she's even busting my chops like the old guy that's, you know, there way early. And that's what I've done. Well, on this time, I gave myself like 15 minutes before. You know, what the map said from my house, I still gave myself an extra 15 minutes, but that's not a lot, 10 to 15 minutes. And because I screwed up and because that I was late, I had to text him and I'm like, damn, sorry, yo, I'm here. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, Rock, I got an, I got an appointment. I got training at two o'clock. We'll have to reschedule. I'm like, dang. So that was his second go around, but it was my fault. I screwed up. Excuse me, but when... Uh, when I did get to his, his facility is, it is unreal. So some, uh, several current NFL players are training there. And I noted, I was there to do my interview for the podcast with Yo Murphy. And I didn't want to, you know, and I saw Ali Marpet, who was a, a offensive lineman for the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers, Vita Vea. And so I was waiting in the uh, front office area and they have a couple of chairs there. So I was waiting right there for Yo Murphy. Yo Murphy was still training some guys and I saw Ali go by, boom. I saw Vita go in, he was going into the locker room and then he came back out and they have this beautiful glass enclosed like conference room area. And he was making a emotion to one of those guys there kind of kidding and I see him backing up and he's coming around the corner corner and I had my two mic stands which are kind of long but I had them down on the floor next to my bag where I got my zoom recorder and my microphones my headphones and I saw Vita and Vita didn't see it and he came around the corner and I went yo 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 and and he went oh and he goes oh sorry no 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 that's okay Vita and Vita went by and I thought can you imagine if he tripped on that and screwed up his ankle or the way he landed. Can you imagine that? But all was good. Vita Vea probably doesn't even remember it. This guy that was sitting there with two mic stands, and I thought that they were out of the way, but I guess, you know, you got to be careful. So thank God, Vita Vea, for you Buccaneer fans. He's okay, and he didn't trip on my my stand. Um, <laughs> now, I mentioned before we did the Yo Murphy interview, in podcasting, every guy, not every guy, but most want to do, want to be Joe Rogan. I know a guy specifically that loves Joe Rogan and he's never done any kind of broadcasting and he's a tattoo or no, he works at a tattoo shop and he wants to be a Joe Rogan. You know, everybody wants to be Joe Rogan, right? $100 million deal with Spotify. Good for him. In Sports, I think it's Pat McAfee. He is red hot right now. You know, ESPN wanted him last year. He did the ESPN. The XFL wanted him sideline. He did that. Didn't he do, I think he did, didn't he do, I know he did NFL games. I think he did. Didn't he do NFL games on Sunday or Thursday nights, I believe? Uh, he just signed with the WWE on SmackDown on Fridays. He's got a podcast. I check out his clips on YouTube. You know, he lets it fly with his boys. He did a, th- a thing one-on-one with Aaron Rodgers all year. Like, he's the, he's the man. He is the man. He's like the Joe Rogan of sports. Joe Rogan is like what Howard Stern was back in the day. You know what I mean? But I got a lot of respect for him. You know, he's a hard worker. He's the regular guy type. You know, he, he's just, he's, a, he's the man. He's the man. So... I don't know if you're aware, but the WWE does their taping in Tampa. They had been at the Tropicana Field site. The Rays came back, so they couldn't use that. They have moved to the Sun Dome, uh, the Yingling Center. And it's on the campus of the University of South Florida in Tampa, Tampa, Florida. Now, Pat McAfee is located out of Indianapolis, but he got the, the gig for SmackDown they tape it at in Tampa at USF. That's where they're doing it. I mean, they do it. It's such a big production. It's so damn good. You can't tell where it is, the way they put all those uh, monitors up and make it look really, really cool. They're doing, they're doing a fantastic job during the pandemic. But anyway, light bulb came up, came on. I'm like, damn, McAfee's in Tampa. I live in Tampa Bay. I got to get him. 
oh shit if I can get if I can get Pat McAfee man just for 10 minutes 15 minutes let me see what I can do boom 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 do 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 DM do this do that McAfee he's a busy man he hasn't responded da 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 go through here blah 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 I get a response back from the CEO. Hey, it's a big company. It's not, you know, when you just see, if you've seen Pat McAfee and you just see him on it, you think, ah, he's just doing it with his boys right there. No, there's a whole, that company is growing. By the way, I saw he's also looking for a videographer or something. If uh, hit him up, hit him up, hit him up. They're growing, they're growing, they're growing. But anyway, do you know that the CEO of his company, Phil, email me back. Couldn't have been nicer. And he said, Rock, thank you so much, man, for reaching out to Pat. You know what? I think it's highly unlikely because there's not much time on Fridays when he's doing SmackDown and the show and in between and the stuff he's got to do. I don't think we're going to be able to get it done. There just isn't enough time. But thank you so much. And I'm like, look at that. The CEO, McAfee, the biggest. And he actually got back to me. I'm a, I'm a little old podcaster and the rock stops here in Tampa Bay. I thought that was so cool and so nice. I said, Phil, thank you so, so much. Keep me in mind. If anything, you know, down the road, we can work something out. And then since then, I was listening to McAfee talking about how he's got to get tested when he comes in for the COVID. Like you can't, he can't be going out. You know, they're all tested in that WWE. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a stinking bubble. And I realized, oh, how would I be able to do that with the, my core, you know, da, 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 da. And then I saw some video because. I don't know exactly where it is. And if I knew, I wouldn't tell you because I don't want them to be bombarded by people trying to get up to their house. But they had an entire production crew come to Tampa and they are in a house somewhere in the Tampa Bay area. And you should see the amount of equipment and what they did to get this Pat McAfee show done and set up with it's there it's a lot man it's a lot with all of his guys the video the audio the everything the wall that was the the building that was done the walls that were put up and they did it in like 24 hours 24 hours and and McAfee so he's still doing his show he's doing all this stuff and now he's doing the WWE and so I uh, hopefully hopefully I'll be able to run into him and you never know, never say die. But I just think when you're at the top, which is where McAfee is and his company, that to reach out and to be that polite and that nice for just a little old podcaster in Tampa, Florida, I thought that that was really, really cool. And I am even a bigger fan of Pat McAfee than ever before. So there's my story there. All right, I promised you, all right, now, now, I have said, and I'm waiting for it to be right. Like I've done a lot of studying on this and I realized to be a successful podcaster, you got to be consistent. What is your show about? And stay on it and provide good content. Now I am going to eventually, but here I did Yo Murphy and he's talking about his days in Scotland, in the World League, in the XFL, in the NFL, training these guys, giving good advice. How about that advice, by the way? To have your kids, if you got a kid or a grandkid or an, uh, or, or, or a granddaughter, well, however it is, and you want them to succeed in sports, but how about his advice? Play other sports. Don't just play the one sport. And if they're young, have them go play tag. Have them play tag against faster, older kids. That's how you train a kid. How about that? And he gets paid money to train people. I thought that that was fantastic. One father wanted his six-year-old to be trained by Yo Murphy Performance. He's like, I'm not going to do that, sir. Go have him play. Do you have an older brother? Go have him play tag. Get fat. You know, have fun. Have fun. And, it, it, you know, it. it um, I don't want to get off track here, but, you know, it seems during this pandemic, you've either put on weight or you've lost weight. It doesn't seem like it's you've stayed the same. A lot. Have you not, have you not noticed that? Like I've lost weight and I've kept it off 
only because I just don't eat as big a portions and I had a gallbladder operation and I damn near almost did not make it with my liver and my bile duct and shutting off my liver and all kinds of crap. But I already be in the beginning of the pandemic uh, was doing more walking cardio because I haven't done any cardio. I had, I had plantar fasciitis, like I said, and I just, I just, I'd go to the gym, but the walking was tremendous with my wife and my daughter. And then, uh, and I got to get back to that. I, you, you tend to, you know, you tend to fall back into what you used to do. Like diets really, to me, man, I don't, they don't really seem to work. It's changing your lifestyle slowly, but also enjoying, you got to enjoy because you're only going to be in your prison if you're doing a diet and you're going to want to break out and eventually you will. You know, you know what I'm saying? But I just thought that, that was great, 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 great advice from Yo Murphy. If you know young kids, let them play different sports. Otherwise they're going to get burned out and it's got to be fun. All right. Now I did say, but I, so my point is there's going to be a week where I don't have a guest, a big guest. It might just be me telling stories or then I can bring on my guy, my bar expert. He's a tap room manager, Damon. He's worked craft beer. That's what he's in now. He's done dive bar. He's done nightclub. He's done, uh, shot and beer. He's done the corporate, uh, restaurant chain. He's done it all. How, how to act, how not to act. What about tipping? How do you get a free drink? Uh, etiquette, man versus, well, all that stuff. We already taped a couple, but I, it's gotta be right. You know, I didn't want to pop him in here today with, uh, Yo Murphy. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna continue. And I don't worry. I promise he is coming up, but I do have a story with Damon in it. Damon's my guy. He's my good close friend and he works in the bar business craft beer. So I like most everybody, I haven't been going out. You know, I don't want to go inside. I finally got my second vaccine shot, the Moderna and very happy to. And yeah, I've heard, you know, you can get a side effects from that second shot. Yep. 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 Just keep yourself hydrated. Yep. 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 Got you. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So I've gone to uh, see Damon. He's at a place where it's outdoors, big outdoors. And even in the bar area near the, in the brewery, there's big bay windows that are open. And you got wind coming through. It's open air. That I don't mind. I've done that a couple of times. I tried going to my local establishment when it reopened. And it was just indoors. And I just, I had the mask on the whole time. And I just couldn't have a good time. I just couldn't do it. You know? So, I am sipping water, by the way. So, anyway. So, Damon texts me the other day. And says, hey, Angela and I, that's his way. Angela and I are going to be at Crafty. And we're sitting outside. If you want to swing by for a few. Now, this is walking distance from my from my house, from a crib. I know that's an old term and I'm not trying to sound cool. So I looked at it. I had all my work done, taking care of my family, this and that. It was like, it was still light out, you know, maybe six o'clock, 536, something like that. And we're outside if you want to stop by. Now, I had just gotten my Moderna shot, my second shot. <clears throat> Saying, Emily, you know what? Damon's right down at uh, the Crafty. Go, go ahead. I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk down there. Now, my intention after the second vaccine shot was just to have one beer. That was it. One beer. I'll hydrate tonight. See if I get some side effects in the morning. That was my plan. Well, I walked down there. Oh, man, it was a beautiful day. They're sitting outside. They're shooting this shit. I I get myself a brewski, and we are having a good time. And then, yeah, have another one. Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling fine. And my arm felt slightly sore. Big deal. When you've pitched as many years as I have, man, I've had a sore left shoulder of mine freaking 15, 20 years. So anyway, uh, I can deal with some pain in my arm, you know, and it was only a little bit. And so I got the shot probably, I got the shot around 11 in the morning and it's now about five o'clock and I'm feeling fine. 
I'm feeling fine. And I'm so happy to be outside. Now, all of a sudden, another couple comes by that they knew. The girl was fun. They had just come from some ghost tour in St. Augustine, Florida for the weekend. The boyfriend was cool dude, young guy in his 30s, like construction in that field. He had been laying floor all day. He was ready for a cold one, but he was a good guy. He's got all these dreams. He's going to blah, 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 his own company, da, da, da. And man, we start just having so much fun. You have another one? It's beautiful out. I haven't done this since over a year. You know, when you're just hooting and hollering, busting on each other, stories are flying, you're outside, it's a beautiful night, everything is good, the family is good, you've taken care of the stuff around the house, everything is done, and it's, you you know, do you see what I'm saying? So I probably had four or five, and for me, you know, I like to drink beers, I, I don't drink, I drink like once a week, but I'd like to pound some beers and I can handle that. And it was light. It wasn't anything heavy. But my point is I was getting a good buzz. And I, I knew my, I said to myself, I'm going to do this podcast. The rock stops here. In other words, no more bullshit. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth, good or bad. And so I had a good buzz and we just stayed a lot longer than we thought we would do. Do you know, Guys, if you want, you've been like that. I'm going to go for one beer and you end up having a blast by laughing, busting chops. Oh my God. So I'm walking home and I'm like, wow, that was fun. Damn, that was so much fun. Wow. Haven't done that since, be- since the pandemic started. <laughs> but after the second Moderna shot, it's not recommended. And when you drink beer like that, you are actually dehydrating yourself. And so I go home and my wife goes, how was I said it was great. Oh my God. This other couple came. They were so cool. We had a blast. We good, good. So everything's good. I made myself some dinner. They had already had their dinner. Blah, 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 blah. We're okay. We get to, I go to bed. Everybody goes to bed. It's about 11 o'clock. It's midnight. It's 1 a.m. And I am got a headache. Now, is it the headache because I drank four or five beers? it's got something to do with it, but it's also the after effects of the second shot. So I'm already, I extra dehydrated myself and my head felt like it was stinking pounding. My body, when I went up to go take the, go to the bathroom, I felt like I was in a 10 round fight. I felt like I was Ben Askren getting knocked out by Jake Paul. That's what I felt like. It wasn't anything that I haven't felt before. It wasn't anything that I couldn't handle. I don't like these wussies that are like, oh, I'm so worried about the thing. Come on, man. But I was like, why did I do that? Why did I go down there and party with Damon? Why? Why, 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 why? After my second Moderna. So I told my wife in the morning, and and I had a scheduled interview for my podcast with Brooke Bennett. Now, Brooke Bennett is a two-time Olympic gold medal swimmer. Really cool. I've known Brooke for a long time. It turns out Brooke's got a lot she's going on dealing with. She's moving. There's a lot going on. She, and I was like, and I hate rescheduling because sometimes you just don't get another chance. They get busy and blah, blah, blah. I hate rescheduling, but I was like, oh my God. And I said, I would do this outside. And if we're in the sun at a pool, my head is pounding. I feel like I got the flu. Uh, I wonder if I should can't, but I'm, I, I will suck it up. I will, I will suck it up. Come on. I'm not going to cancel. And then I saw a message that said, rock, I spaced. I thought this was on the phone. I realized you'd like to do it in person. Can we reschedule for like in May? Because I'm moved. I said, you got it, Brooke. So no problem there. So that was rescheduled. And I was pounding. I said, to Emily, I said, do we have any like for a headache? She, I'll give you some leave. I took one, I took another one about three, four, and it basically knocked out the headache. And I'll tell you what, even with my partying after the Moderna shot, the the flu-like symptoms lasted for just that day. 
for me. And I, I was good to go. But it's something that I, I was like, why did I do? And then after I felt good after a day, I'm like, oh, that was a great time uh, at the Crafty with my man, Damon, you know? <laughs> but anyway, so I threw Damon in my story. He is my beer bar expert. He's got some great stories too. I'm going to work him in, but it's got to be a fit. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see how it goes. That's all I got for today. I appreciate you so much especially if you've lasted this long, this long here, this amount of time on this podcast. It's the Rock Stops here. Tell your peeps. Please share it. Give me a comment. However, I appreciate you a lot. And we are getting there. We are getting there. We're getting there. Hang in there. Hang in there. I'll talk to you next week on the Rock Stops here. This is a Landry Football Quick Fix on Radio Influence. The Justin Fields stuff, the epilepsy issue is, yeah, I've known it for so long that I've forgotten about it. I don't know if it's going to be a big issue or not. Not a doctor. They say he's going to grow out of it, and he's had no issues that's affected practices or workouts or games or anything. Medical people will decide that. You have to tell me and, and I put the medical grade on them. But the fact that it was leaked, why do you think that was leaked? I can tell you already that it was leaked by somebody that may hope that he will fall to him. Throw that out there. Maybe plant the seed. Maybe Because I'm going to tell you what happens. It happens in draft rooms. And it ha- it's, it's particularly, I think it happens more and more because there's more people that are running drafts, more GM types, more personnel director types that are not from a football background. So they listen. They scout with their ears because they can't scout with their eyes. So they hear this and they hear that, and they just uh, all of a sudden this guy's dropped. Something must be wrong with him. Uh, There's no strength of conviction. If you are, if you know how to evaluate, if you're trained to do it, if you've done it for a while successfully and you've got enough experience doing it, the player will grade themselves if you know how to look at it. It's you know what to look for. It's, it's, it's what a lawyer does, uh, an accountant does, what a doctor does, right? They know what to look for. They know what to ask. They know what to look for in an x-ray, in a legal brief. They can cut through that. That's what, in a less important job, we do in football. If you're a football guy, you know what to look for. And a player will grade himself if you're objective, if you do the work, and you know what to look for. The Landry Football Podcast with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.